0: Coming to you live, all the way from Nashville, Tennessee. This is Pretty Girl Podcast. Hey, girl. Hey. Yeah, it's me. So it's my show. I know I'm a couple of weeks late, but um, been busy doing other things, so I'm not apologizing. But um, better late than never, right? You know, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, let me adjust these levels real quick So the title of today's show Is let's just be friends So For those of you who know me like personally And been knowing me a long time like um, You would know that I have Quite a few What I call male friends, right, and um, I have a way of life, I have a way of living, I have a standard of living, and um, I have a way that I go about doing things, and a way that I don't go about doing things, and um, it's quite unique from the way that many other women conduct themselves, I'm not saying that it's necessarily better, per se or worse. It's just, it's what it is. And I like it. It works for me. And um, so this is just me sharing my perspective on a couple of things. And uh, I took the liberty of jotting down a few um, bullet points. And when I say a few, I mean like 700,000. <laughs> but um, I'm just going to go over a couple things here. Um, hopefully this helps someone out. You know, um, my target audience is women, but anybody, I want anybody to be able to listen to the show and, you know, get something out of it and, you know, be able to make their lives more workable in a way, you know, for those of you who are not really, who haven't really found a way that works for them. You know, I know people tend to follow trends and so on and so forth, but um, I'm not one of those people. don't think i've stated that before but here we go so yeah my title is uh let's just be friends and um a little bit about me fun fact that many people probably don't even know um and i take it upon myself to keep it on the low is in the past two to three years i've dated over about 50 guys like literally and i say this for a reason I'm not a player I'm you know I'm I'm not it's not impossible for me to be pleased and find somebody that I really love it's just that I actually know what I want and I know what I'm not gonna put up with and so that's just where that is 36 years old and I actually enjoy the dating phase more than I've enjoyed the relationship phase. And I haven't been in a whole lot of relationships. And um, if you've seen any of my other previous videos, um, you know that already. So it's not news. But people are always like, so, I mean, sis, like, what's your end goal? Like, you just keep dating and dating and dating and dating and dating and dating. And dating. Like, you're right. Um, Because I am, I have not been in a situation where I felt like, number one, I was adequately respected, adequately supported in a reasonable manner. Or I didn't feel like I was in a situation with somebody that had the capacity to let me be me. Be myself. You know, I'm one of those women that really values her her time and her space. Um, I really have a lot of hobbies and things that I do, and I just... I like space is just the way that I am and I don't really have to go too far in explaining that some people are clingy and that's fine. Some people are not clinging like me and that's fine too, but um, I just have to find somebody that really works for me. Um, I have a lot of males that are in my life that are actually real friends. Like, you know, it started out with me having six brothers and having six brothers in your life and being the only girl is um it was definitely a privilege to me you know it, it taught me a lot coming up that way because i got to lo- i got to see a lot of things about men that were true at least the men who were around me that um turned me off to relationships um to a large degree and i'm gonna go about sharing that so I'm just get right into it here without going too far off topic So, one of my bullet points is uh, a healthy man never gives a woman more than 30% of his time and effort consistently. Women have to do a better job of occupying our time. He has to miss you to some degree in order to sustain a long lasting bond and relationship. And that's just what it is. You know, I think me having experienced relationships and certain people along the way in life in general, like I just kind of came to the conclusion that men don't value romantic relationships the way that women do, and it's not a bad thing. It's just, it just is, is what it is, but because we are women, we constantly are vested in our emotions and how we feel and how we see things and how we think so on and so forth, and it's really difficult not to plaster that perception all over everything else in your life and expect for everybody else in your life to adhere to that perspective. I think one of the most difficult things about being a woman is learning to not see things your way. I think that's also probably one of the most beneficial things that you could learn. Um, if you have a desire to ever be in a long lasting relationship with a man, you have to learn how to see things you know, from another perspective um, in order to really move forward but I believe there's like a lot of misconception and that goes unchecked. That starts in our families. It starts in the way that we see our our moms and our grandmothers and our sisters and our brothers interact and our friends and the people that we respect. The way that we see them interact and behave within romantic relationships oftentimes influences the way that we behave. And that's not rocket science, right? That's something that, you know, we kinda know already, but at the same time, It's something that we don't challenge enough as we move forward and we grow and mature into the people that, you know, we become later on in life. But if you don't question that perspective, a lot of times your inability to see things differently is the reason why you end up single and not in a relationship more than anything. It's not the fact that you're not good enough it's not the fact that you're not attractive enough not the fact that she was prettier than you and so on and so forth all these other ignorant things it's the fact that you just only want it your way it is your way or or the highway and that is a really masculine way of being and way of presenting yourself um of course everybody wants to live life on their terms and that's not wrong I, I want it and everybody else in the world wants it too but I have a different way of going about living certain aspects of my life on my terms like for instance going back to me saying that I really value my space I really value my time alone and me saying that a man will never give you more than 30% of his time, effort and energy consistently even when you're married I take that and I say okay well, if that's the way that it is, let me go find something to do. Rather than making it my personal business to protest and fight and do everything I can to force him into a space of give me what I want. Because oftentimes like that energy, that feminine trait, feminine tendency to clock in to give me what I want is what makes us the most unhappiest and what, like I said, gets us lonely in the first place because it's like, you're not respecting the way that he sees things. First and foremost, when we go into a mode of, I'm going to get what what I want by any means necessary, it's really dismissive to, you know, our partner. It's, it's, really, it's really a dismissive way to be. Um... And if you think about, if you went about things that way at work or wherever else that you, you know, dominate or you go to, you frequent in your life, how would that work? How would that perception work if you went to work one day and you know the rules and you know about being on time and doing what you're supposed to do and so forth, so on, how would that work? If you took it upon yourself to just I'm gonna do what I want to do today but I still want you to pay me as though I'm doing what you asked me to do like how would that go I still want you to compensate me as though I'm the greatest employee in the world but I'm literally gonna do exactly what I want to do I think that's a a really good example of how we as women see things sometimes and how we get in trouble because if somebody did that to us and said okay sis, I see the way that you wanna do things, but I'm gonna make it my personal business to force my will on you. We would draw fit. Simply put, we withdraw fit. And it just it wouldn't it wouldn't go well without getting too too far off topic. Um next point Men value power and brotherhood more than they value romantic relationships. Um Masculine energy affirms them in a way that feminine energies just cannot. And what I mean by that is that, maybe I touched on it earlier, um, men actually value their friendships more than they do a, a, for a long time. <laughs> Unless I've been together for like 10 plus 15, you know, however long years. It takes a long time for a man to shift his energy and, and the way he goes about things as he matures and you know goes about life and sees certain truths and experiences things and gets there on, gets there on his own. It takes him a long time to get to a point where he values his the time with his woman more than he values anything else that he does. And it's again different from the way that we as women see things. We value time with our man almost more than anything in the world. And I get to a point personally, um, I I have my time, my intimate space that I exist in with, you know, you know, the guy that I'm dating and the guy that I'm with. But I get to a point where I'm just like, I start like (laughs) repelling him. Like it's been six hours since we've been laying up and then you want to cuddle and you want to lay up all night, and then you want to, you know, watch It's cool. I do enjoy it. I do, but I get to a point where I'm just like, okay, I want to go elsewhere. I want to, you know, I want to miss you too. I want to go, go see my friends. I want to go here. I want to go be out and not text you for a while. I want to be away from you for a while, and it's not in a way where I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not saying that I don't love him, and I don't enjoy his space, and I'm also not saying that I'm not attracted to him. I'm saying that, I've spent a long time being single and learning how to really enjoy my own space and my own energy. And I've filled up my life with certain things and people and components in a healthy way. And so I've left a very small space for my partner to exist in on purpose because number one, it's overwhelming to want somebody there all the time. And to always need support and to always need this and I always want this from them. And it's like, it's so taxing. For me, I like to give my man the opportunity to choose to be around me. Now, now I wasn't always like that, but of course, I've matured as well. But I think that's the most, that's the best way to really go about having a relationship with somebody else is learning how to be okay with what they give you and not complaining not nagging so on and so forth um it's just learning how to be okay in certain circumstances like I have a lot of different couples around me married couples in particular like young married couples older married couples you know same age whatever whatever and I just see how they operate you know I get my time in with them and I like observe them and I observe how they move and it's like the most successful marriages that I've seen that I've had a lot of experience with is where both individuals still have time for themselves. They take pride in doing things separately the same way they take pride in doing things together. And sometimes they take, I'm not going to say they take more pride in doing things separately because that's more division than anything, but there's, there's no difference. Like for a lot of people that, go into relationships, they go in with the mentality of I'm going to enjoy my time in that relationship more than I'm going to enjoy my time separately as an individual. And that going into the relationship with that frame of mind, I think is is probably the most dangerous thing you could do because it's like the other person, the healthy person doesn't want you to make your life entirely about them. A narcissistic person wants that. And that's why I, I hear so many women on, on the internet and everywhere else talking about, well, he's a narcissist, and da da, 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 And I believe this It's like, okay, that could be, that very well could be true. I'm not going to contest that. But you have to ask yourself to, after a certain <laughs> number of narcissistic men in your life, what are you doing to attract these men? If you came out the gate, out the box, you were, always on the phone always spending your time with them always doing this always 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 for the most part 80% of your time energy and effort was invested into that person how can you really expect to have a healthy relationship at some point because that's not really a healthy dynamic and by I mean what I mean by healthy is I mean I mean balance you got enough of this not too much of this it's just a, it's, there's an equal portion of energy distribution in your life from your parents, from the time that you spend with your family and friends, from the time that you spend with self, the time that you spend growing and learning new things. And for me, time with God and, you know, really practicing my faith because, I mean, that's a, that's a daily thing. That's a more of a decision thing for me. Um, I'll get more into that later. But when your life is balanced in a healthy way you don't have this constant desire to always want and be so what i call insatiable you're like a black hole for energy it's like you always want more and more and more and more it's never enough you never get to a point where it's like okay you know what thank you i'm full Thank you, baby. I am really full with your energy today. I really appreciate you spending so much time and and effort on me. You spent the whole weekend with me, and I appreciate that. And um, I'm going to release you now. I'm going to release you back into the world. Now that you've taken the time to spend with me, I really do appreciate that. And when it's good, you don't want that person to not be there, yes, but in a way that's still healthy, like, for example, out of 7 days in a week, if I spend if I see you 2 to 3 times a week, I'm fine. With I think we got a good thing going. Uh, we can see each other 2 to 3 times a week um consistently and I'm talking to you every day. You know, for a little bit of time, not for a long time because it's like when you talk to me, when you occupy so much time, with this person for me and this like i said this may be a personal thing when you spend all your time the more time you spend with a person the less you have to talk about the less you have less new things you have to experience with this person and and for me i'm not gonna say it gets boring but it just gets to where it's too much it's just it's too much team too much and you have to ration that out like i love cheesecake and i also love um those little strawberry rolls, those are my, like, one of my most favorite things in the world to have and eat, um, but just imagine if I ate strawberry rolls all the time, how sick I would be, and, like, (laughs) the state my body would be, even though I can kill, like, easily kill three boxes, easily, (laughs) on sight, (laughs) what if I did that every day, and I didn't get the vegetables, and I didn't get water, and I didn't get, you know, protein, and I didn't get, a healthy amount of this, a healthy amount of that. It's like you just, you can't, you can't binge on energy when it comes to your partner. And expect for your partner to want to create a long-lasting relationship with you. They're going to want to get away from you, no matter who they are. Unless they're just like this energy leech. <laughs> this clingy energy leech that just doesn't have anything else to do with their lives better. Like, nobody, that's just not healthy. And I'm not like shaming anybody, but I'm just saying like everything on social media is like relationally motivated. They're always talking about bait, always talking about relationship goals, always talking about, you know, things of that nature. And it's just like for me, I'm like, is it really that serious? There are so many more entertaining things to do in this life. So many other things that you could enjoy yourself doing enjoy um doing other than being in a relationship for me I love my life so much that I am in no hurry to get pregnant yes I'm 36 years old and yes I know I'm running the risk of possibly never being able to have kids because I'm you know us as women are on this like biological clock thing but I'm just like I could care less about that clock I took the batteries out of my biological clock a long time ago when I found my self-love space when I found that space of where I really have the capacity to enjoy making music and playing Xbox and Call of Duty, being with my friends and having a a really fulfilling conversation. When I got to that space, I was like, you know what? This is cool. I love this and also what kind of contributed to that um, peaceful space is, like I said, I have a lot of married people around me and I see how it's not, not no shade. I see how consumed they have to be with their kids and their lives and their husbands and their wives and their responsibilities is like, it literally leaves little to no time for self when you're in a, in a family unit situation. And I'm not saying that that's not ideal. That's a beautiful thing to have. And one day I would love the opportunity to have that too. But with, with balance, with balance more than anything else and because if I can't have that balance of where I get time to myself I start to get unhappy and I start to you know it just I just start to repel the situation more than anything and so like I said this is just me um and again anything I say on my show this is not bible this is not concrete this is not written in stone so if you find yourself rejecting what I'm saying by all means find your own truth this man I'm not saying that this is everybody's truth I'm saying that this is a common truth that is prevalent amongst people that I know and have experienced. I don't know everything. I haven't been around everyone, and I will never say that. um I'm one of those lifetime learners i I'm always gathering new information on things like I have this like really hungry mind, this sponge like <laughs> mind where I'm like I really like learning new things and seeing things from a different perspective and so I I enjoy that. I enjoy my new experiences. I have a really large palette for new information. Um, next point. So, women have a fantasy that we want to fulfill, but really, does a man actually desire to invest in her to that degree? Um, I'm not really up on game as far as like pop culture and um, what the goings on of the world because like, <laughs> in a healthy way, like I'll be, I'll be in my own world. Like I, I barely am on social media. I read, I get out I, and live my life. I do things and I don't, make a, I don't make a habit of consuming my time or spending my time or investing my time is the word I'm looking for in looking at what, are, what other people are doing. Like I just, I, I just don't, I don't really see, I think it's, like, Pastor Mike Todd said it, like, for those of you who watch, you know, Transformation Church um, on YouTube, just like I do, Pastor Michael Todd talks about um how comparison kills our capacity to enjoy what we have, um and Instagram is, like, like a hotbed of comparison, you know, you get to see, what sis is doing the new heels that sis bought the the new house that bro got the marriage that they experienced the so on and so forth the the highlight reel of everybody else's life and, and inadvertently watching these things on a consistent basis subconsciously makes you either resent where you are or makes you envy where that other person that you're looking at is in a way where you now want to change the trajectory of your goals or create goals. Now what they have is what you want. Not because you really want it, but just because they have it and you don't. And if you hadn't noticed, I'm like a really deep thinker, but yeah, that's why that's my why as to why I don't spend that much time on social media, really consuming myself, consuming my time with other things and other people. But, um, I said all that to say, um, what is it, money bag yo money and whatever his girl's name is, you know, you get, you get to see their um, honeymoon phase. You get to see him spending all, you know, kinds of money on her and buying her cars and they're buying each other wraiths and just like um Cardi B and Offset, you know, having a very public relationship. It's like, it's, it's for the camera, bro. Like, it's for the camera, but a lot of women will look at that and allow the things that they see in social media to become their definition of what love should be and what love should look like, and that will get you single fast, pretty pretty fast too. Um, because no man is gonna come into the situation wanting to to meet your expectations when they're that ridiculous. It's like you want on Valentine's Day just the, um <laughs> Lori Harvey and Michael B Jordan. You want. <laughs> Shout out to them. No hate, no shade. But they're celebrities. And she's trying to get new roles. She's trying to get into the acting industry. Um, Michael B. Jordan is an actor himself. This is stunts and shows. This is smoke and mirrors. This is not intimacy. A relationship is heavily predicated on the amount of intimacy that you have with your partner. And intimacy is one of those things that can't be established in the public eye. Intimacy is I trust you and you trust me. We talk about things that other people don't talk about with us. We have a bond that everybody else don't doesn't have and doesn't know about. We can speak to e- each other in a way that people don't understand. We can communicate physically in a way where other people you know may not be able to communicate, but you're my person. When it's all said and done, if I was, you know, stuck in an elevator, I choose you <laughs> kind of thing. But then we've taken that and put it into a, a, a public forum and expected it to survive and last. And it's like, I don't like that. I'm an extremely, if you couldn't tell, like, I'm an extremely private person. I don't really post um the relationship photos on Instagram. And I'm not demonizing it. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that I just like to keep my intimate space off camera because I I value it anything that I value I keep away from other people it's just like common sense if I had a million dollars in my account I'm not gonna go on Instagram and post on my story every day About how I got a million dollars in my account. And how I'm financially set. Why? Because next time I'm out and about. People are going to be like. Hey that's Pretty Girl Podcast. And she's always posting her money. I think I'm going to run up on her. And bust her in the head. And steal her wallet. Because I want her money to be my money. And it's the same mentality. Like. I was raised in a very cold city. what I mean by cold. I don't mean like temperature wise. I mean emotionally cold. Like. Coming from. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that's the pimp capital of the world. And I've seen people lose in many different ways. When it, I've seen people lose in terms of relationships, and lose in terms of family, lose in terms of, you know, their financial, um, the amount of money they have, lose material things. And it's like my mom always raised me in a way where she was like, leave something to the imagination. Don't always be advertising what you have to other people, because it's like, that's not, that's not that doesn't exude confidence. That exudes a constant need for validation and attention. I'm constantly posting things that I think people want to see. I'm constantly worried about what people want me to do. I'm constantly worried about what the new and inventive ways that I can get attention. For me, that speaks to an unchecked void. A void in your heart and in your space or spirit that has yet to be acknowledged and nurtured. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, I'm saying that it's an unhealthy thing to always constantly be in want of somebody else's attention. I value my attention, in my opinion, more than anybody else's in the world. And God's, and then my grandma, (laughs) and then my mom, and my siblings, and then my man. Last. My man is the last thing that I will add to my life because in my opinion and in my definition, it is my job to get my life together before I get into relationship with him. I don't go into a relationship wanting him to be my solution. I don't go into a relationship wanting him to to fix my problems and to right my wrongs. And to put me in my place. Don't do that. I just don't believe in it. I want different things from my partner. And this is also contributing to the, the reason why I've dated so much and so often. Because I have yet to find a person that has the character that would afford me the frequency of love that I, number one, can receive and reciprocate. And number two that I would like to continue to sustain over time. Not everybody has the capacity to love you for life. And I seen that a long time ago. And it just changed my desires a lot. I, I, I find other ways to make myself feel whole. God is the number one thing in my life and I don't mean that in a religious way. I mean that in a way where if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here. And so because that is true, I make sure first and foremost that I live my life according to the way that he says that I should sustain myself as a child of God, period. I'm not saying that I don't make mistakes because anybody who's been knowing me for a long time, you know good and well that that's just not so. (laughs) I've had my fair share of disobedience (laughs) in this life. I've had my my spirits here i've done my I've done my time I've spent my time um before really um making some bad decisions messing up doing some some not so educated things and i've I've learned I've had a hard head before and it brought me to a place in my life now where I'm confident and I don't have to keep trying my hand I don't have to keep seeing if the fire is hot I don't have to keep putting my hand over the flame just to prove something to myself like I don't have to keep pushing an envelope to assert my own level of confidence and to find my own way like you don't need to reinvent the wheel in order to feel whole and to feel like you are living life on your terms like I see so many people pushing the limits out here you know with polyamory and. <laughs> all different types of relationship models but without shading anybody in particular because I, you know everybody comes to their own point of truth at their own time we're all on a different um frequency and, and we're all at a different point but we each have the same end goal we all want to get to happiness we all want to get to a place where we're living a life that we can be proud of or we can feel good about where um, we're, we're loved and respected, we're affirmed, we're successful, you know, we're to a degree, we're proud to be where we are. And we go about it our own ways of finding that happy ending. But more often than not, something that's not really frequently visited or publicized by people is how much people fail, at doing it their own way. To me, there's a worldly way of living and there's God's way of living. The author and the finisher created a rhythm that each and every human being on this earth has to dance to in order to experience the things that we want to experience and feel the way that we want to feel about it. And the minute that we step outside of that rhythm, into a worldly rhythm, that's when things start to go awry. And that's when things start to get off track. And we push for the majority of our lives as a person who has literally just said, I've, lived my, I've tried my hand at certain things. And I've bumped my head so many times that it just brought me to a place where I'm just like, you know what, God? <laughs> what do you need me to do? You only get hurt so many times. You know, you can only find a, fall down a flight of stairs so many times before you learn how to take it one step at a time. You only have to bruise your shins up so many times before you're like, you know what, I don't want to keep doing this. And experiencing pain in many different ways just because I'm not willing to give honor and reverence to certain standards that came before me and that will be here after I'm gone in this life. It's like a uh, a tantrum. I I feel like the first half of our life, and by half I mean before you're, your, for some people it could be before you're 50, before you, you're 40, before you're 30, whatever. Whenever, before that point where you just like, you know what? <laughs> let me just start doing this the way I'm supposed to do it. Let me start living a life that, you know, in a way that is where I'm being obedient, I'm being respectful, I'm, I'm practicing reciprocity. You know, we all have that, that tantrum phase that we live through where we want what we want and none other than that, and we're not willing to settle for anything less. But it's like, a, it's a really painful process. And it's a really um tough way to go it's an uphill battle and eventually you just run out of energy um, with constantly going against the grain just for the sake of of doing it your way it's like you get to a point where you just bottom out and you look around you and you really take um, an account into the situation that you're in and you look at what you've Invested in life versus what you have um, had to show for the effort that you've expended and the time that you spent and, the, and so on and so forth and you see that you have nothing to account for doing it your way you see that after getting so far that you have literally no more meaning than what you started with you probably actually have less and you get there and you're past your time You get to a point where, you know, you're 45 as a woman, just to kind of give it context. You're 45 and 50 as a woman with five or six kids and no husband. You start to reconsider things with them. By that time, I'm not saying it's too late. Because I believe with God, it's never too late, you know, if you fully submit. But if you don't fully submit to God and you continue to do things your way, it's it's a really lonely path to be on. And it's a really unhappy one, but... That's something that life experience only can tell you. I'm not trying to dictate anybody's life, but I am trying to save somebody some time. If I haven't said it already, if you make God and living for God and like really getting into your word, the center, if you make that your starting block, very seldom will you go wrong because the what the word of god does for me personally is it keeps me in line it keeps me at peace and it keeps me from doing things that i know i will regret for people that i know are temporary and i'm especially speaking to women i believe women have a a bigger void within our heart for god than men do because we have our emotions, we are the nurturers, we are the givers, we are the the sustainers um of the household, and not in a negative way, not in a way we're just like the maids and we're the ones who wash the dishes, and so you can don't it's not that way, it's not negative. it's like, yes, the man leads the household financially and with his decisions, but we counsel, like I said, we nurture, we sustain. We maintain and without us, when we're in the right kind of relationship, the man is not, it's not we're, neither one of us was designed in a way where we were intended to live separately from each other. We both need each other. We're both just as valuable, but we're just valuable in different ways. But until you really step into the space and decide to see yourself the way God sees you, and to walk in that role that God has ordained and assigned for you to walk and and proceed in, you spend a lot of time being unhappy and feeling out of place and feeling insecure and feeling like you don't belong. And it's supposed to feel that way, just like if you were dangling off the edge of Mount Vesuvius with no bungee cord, no parachute, no soft bottom to land on, It's going to come with a certain amount of anxiety. It's going to come with a certain amount of discomfort. And you could, like, put your best effort behind making yourself more comfortable as you're leaning on the edge of Mount Vesuvius. But this is your senses telling you, hey, you're about to fall. Hey, (laughs) your life is in danger. Hey, let's back back a little bit. And instead of you obeying that anxiety and stepping back from that thing that is causing so much anxiety, you resent the standard. You resent the fact that gravity is what it is. That what goes up must come down. You resent that this is the edge of the mountain. And eventually you fall off. If that's your choice, cool. You know, I, I, I know people wanna make their own decisions. I know people want to, like I said, live life on their own terms. But like I said, you just have to get to a point to where you understand that you have limitations in this life. Um, more of a Gandhi perspective. Um, I read his book "All Men Are Brothers," and that probably was one of the most, the best decisions I ever, I ever made. Because, like, like I said again, seeing life from somebody else's perspective who was millions of miles away from you who lived life from a different frequency and different perspective it's like it affords you the ability to be able to, to shorten that distance between point A and point Z if you are allowed to experience someone who has climbed a mountain who has <laughs> ran the miles who has you know swam in the deepest ocean and they they can tell you certain things like hey if you if you go 30 miles out into um lake michigan without a tank of oxygen no matter how athletic you may be make no matter how athletic you may think you are you're going to eventually get to a point where you need help (laughs) you don't have to like i say reinvent the wheel and that's what i meant when i said earlier you don't have to reinvent the wheel in order to live life on your own terms there are certain things in this life that just are so and bringing it back into context in the context of a relationship The more that you submit to God before you get into a relationship, the easier it will be for you to submit to the other person in relationship. The majority of the relationship discourse that people experience in this life is not because they're with the wrong person. It's not because they're not being loved in their love language. It's because they are rebelling the standards that come along with being in relationships like on a physical and emotional and a spiritual level fidelity is one of those things like if you don't um, my mentor told me this a long time ago if you don't learn how to be faithful to god first very seldom as a man will you be truly faithful in the way that marriage requires for you to be very seldom will you have the capacity To be faithful to that regard to your wife. No matter how much you love her. No matter what you've put into the relationship. No matter how long you've been together. Unless you answer to God as far as certain commandments and requirements and things are concerned. This is my belief. Very seldom will you have the capacity to to sustain fidelity in marriage or in a relationship. And that's why oftentimes we see men with multiple women. You know where you you get into a relationship with one woman you spend 10 15 years or five years with her and then it's off to the next and then you spend whatever portion of time you spend with her and then it's off to the next where it's even within a a shorter um spectrum for some people they don't even make it past the first two or three months some men some women whatever you you grow weary of this consistency one of the partners does and there's there's this constant imbalance we've talked about that um for those of you who've seen me on um ap player ap player for life show like men don't need a relationship women do we need the security we need this consistency um and if that's not corrected we latch on to the wrong man And he drags us through life by way of our emotions. Not because he wanted to, but because we're tied to him. And that's just the way it is. Um, Let me check my time here. I don't know how much time I've been on here. It's been been a long time. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. This is going to be my episode one. Hopefully you got something out of this. And I'm stepping away from my perfectionism, so... This may not have came out the way that I wanted it to, but I got it out, and that's 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 all that matters. Hopefully that I hope that you guys were able to understand my rambling and (laughs) get something out of what I was saying here. Feel free to send your questions, comments, and concerns to my email address, and let me pull that up on my Instagram real quick. I forgot what it was because I just made it um my email address is pretty dope dot t as in tom and as in nancy at gmail.com as always i look forward to speaking to you and vibing with you next time until next time um.